My name is Chris Jensen, and this is my life, and welcome to it. While I was working on this podcast on death, I came across a little meditation. I'd like to read it to you. It's taken from um, the life of Dorothy Day, co-founder of the Catholic Worker Movement. Uh, if you don't know about Dorothy Day, uh, let Google be your friend. And here's the story. It made me happy that I could be with my mother the last few weeks of her life and for the last 10 days at her bedside daily and hourly. Sometimes I thought to myself that it was like being present at a birth to sit by a dying person and to see their intentness on what is happening to them. It almost seems that one is absorbed in a struggle, a fearful, grim, physical struggle to breathe, to swallow, to live. And so I kept thinking to myself how necessary it is for one of their loved ones to be beside them, to pray for them, to offer up prayers for them unceasingly, as well as to do all those little offices one can. When my daughter was a tiny little girl, she said to me once, when I get to be a great big woman and you are a little tiny girl, I'll take care of you. And I thought of that when I had to feed my mother by the spoonful and urge her to eat her custard. How good God was to me to let me be there I had prayed so constantly that I would be beside her when she died. For years I had offered up that prayer. And God granted it quite literally. I was there holding her hand, and she just turned her head and sighed. That was her last breath, that little sigh. And her hand was warm in mine for a long time after it was hard to talk about dying, but every now and then we did. But I told her that we could no more imagine the life beyond the grave than a blind man could imagine colors. We talked about faith and how we could go just so far in our reasoned belief and that our knowledge was like a bridge which came to an end so that it did not reach the other shore. A wonderful prayer, that one. I believe, O God, help thou my unbelief. Thus we begin part three of On Death.
But meanwhile, I think it's important to meditate on death. Because what is death? I mean, what is it actually? Death is a letting go of everything. When I was studying Sufism, which is an esoteric arm of Islam initially, the... uh, type of Sufism I practiced and I studied was a universal Sufism that did not ascribe to any particular religion um, but was open to all religions but was based on Islamic Sufism but talk about a saying of Muhammad who basically said we need to learn to die before we die And I always remembered that. That meant something to me. That meant learning how to let go of everything. Everything. So that when death comes, it's not so hard. Probably going to be hard, but it's not going to be so hard. Letting go of everything. Letting go of things we think we own. Letting go with our relationship with our family and our friends letting go of any future plans we might have, letting go of how we perceive ourselves, letting go of everything, letting go of our physical bodies, letting go of the, just the experience of life itself. In the Christian tradition, we have something that's like that. When a person is baptized... That baptism is being united with Christ in death, united with Jesus in death, and then we rise from the waters in rebirth. St. Paul said, For I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Now that's something that, that is a bold statement, no? No. And that's something to aspire towards, that realization, that letting go of one's image of oneself, I will say one's ego, and letting go to that. We have died. It's an interesting way to approach life, I think. But we don't, we're not dead dead, Right? I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Christ is alive. Therefore, I am alive in Christ. So I'll talk about that some more at some point. It's an interesting way to look at my existence on earth. To have, for me, it's, it's creating a right relationship with the material realm, with the things around me, my friends, my family, just everything that is so intransient. And one of the, I think that's one of the great things uh, that Buddhism teaches is that nothing lasts forever. You know, the Tibetan sand paintings, they're beautiful, they're gorgeous, 
And what do they do when they finish? They destroy them. And they dump the sand into a river. Because nothing lasts forever. It's impermanence. And I think that's an important thing to learn. How to view things other than impermanence. Nothing's going to stay the same. I can even think about, you know, if you're going through a hard time, the country's going through a hard time, it looks really whatever it looks like right now, but taking a longer view and realizing that nothing lasts forever, it's going to change. Well, it's a way to look at things. Uh, for me, it helps. Yeah, for me, it helps. So this has been a little bit of a low energy uh, talk about death. I think I'm ready for it. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, I'm not jonesing for it like I want it to happen. But I think when the time comes, I'll be ready. I hope I am anyway. There's no way to know. That's the funny thing about it. There's no way to actually know. I mean, my mind, my mind can think, yeah, Chris, you're ready. No big deal. Until the doctor says, you know, Chris, you've got only six months to live. I don't know how I take that. How will I respond to that? I don't know. But I hope that by thinking about it, meditating on it, contemplating it, visualizing my death, it will help me when that day does come. And it may come quickly, and it may come slowly, and it may come easily, and it may come with difficulty. There's no guarantees. So, anyhow, um, that's all I've got to share for now. And uh, I hope... Uh, I hope that you think about death, not in a morbid, morose kind of a way, but in a healthy kind of a way, so that when the time comes for us all, we're ready. That's what I hope. So, this was episode two, not what I intended, but it's what was on my mind, and I hope that maybe the next episode, episode three, will be on a different cheerful note. So until then, be well. I'll talk with you later. As you can tell, I thought I was finished. Nope, there's more. Today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. Yesterday I sat down and talked for almost 40 minutes about what was on my mind regarding death. I woke up this morning and I thought, there's a couple other things I want to I wanna talk about. Two... Um, men, as it turns out, that played a large part in uh, 
my search for God, um, which I will talk about more in depth in my travels, spiritual uh, wanderings, traveling, whatever I'm going to call it. No, not quite yet. And the first one is uh, it's a guy that called himself Babaji in India. And as the story went, Babaji uh, is supposedly this immortal yogi who's lived, you know, reportedly lived many, many centuries and appeared many different times throughout history in India. Anyway, the story goes that this young person, young man, comes walking out of a cave claiming to be Babaji and that he has just materialized a body for himself and uh, sets up an ashram in India and starts teaching. Um, And I came in contact with his teaching through something called rebirthing, which I'll talk about maybe at some point. And anyway, it was in conjunction with another idea regarding physical immortality. So I've got a lot more to talk about at some point, uh, some, one, of the, one episode somewhere down the line. But what I find interesting is that he died. You know, I, would, I thought that maybe by, he, if he could materialize a body, he could dematerialize a body, but he died. Um, there's pictures. I've got a book with pictures of, of uh, the body. Um, however, in India, they believe in something called Mahasamadhi, which is um, the highest level of meditation where you intentionally and consciously leave your body. And so that's what they claimed that he did. He entered into... So samadhi is um, being in union with God, basically, or being in union with that divine essence or the om, um, however you want to think about it. And you, you enter into union with that. And you lose yourself in that maha, which means great, maha samadhi, the great samadhi, is when you leave your body through the process of this uh, um, meditation. So that's a person that I'm going to talk about more uh, someday. The other one is also from India, and he came to be known as Ramana Maharishi, or Ramana Maha Rishi. It's R-S-R-I. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But anyway, um, when he was, I think, about 18, he came across this whole concept about dying before you die that I spoke about yesterday uh, in a previous episode. I'm probably going to be part two. I'm not sure how they're going to divide up at this point. But anyway... He decided that he would actually do it. So he lay on his floor and he began to 
cut off his senses, you know, close your eyes, um, maybe put your fingers in your ears, whatever, uh, close your mouth, hold your breath, and lay very, very still for a very, very long time. Um, and the story goes, as it's told, that he entered into union with God. And when he came out of whatever state he was in, he left home and he journeyed to a, a mountain and uh, lived in a cave there. On a, on a, I don't know. Um, when finally some people found him, uh, he had just completely ignored his physical uh, body um, and he needed to be taken care of. And they did. And they uh, considered him a very holy man. And an ashram or a community of people developed around him at that mountain. So those are two interesting experiences of death that crossed my path as I was on my journeys seeking after God, seeking after the divine that I wanted to to share and to add a little tag here, not going to be long. Um, I also remembered that I spoke a little bit about the afterlife um, and I'm going to probably add that to my list of topics to talk about further because it's a topic all on its own. I mean, it's hard not to talk about death and include the afterlife. Um, for me, they're connected. For some people, there is no afterlife, so it's not a big deal. But I was thinking that what's important for this these series of uh, episodes, what's going to make up episode three, multiple, multiple parts, maybe three, I don't know, um, is that is to think about death on its own and to really come to grips with our mortality, my mortality, to say it could happen at any time. Last Sunday, we could go today, uh, the world got the news that a helicopter had crashed and uh, I think nine people lost their lives, one of them being uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and her friends and some friends uh, in this helicopter crash, completely unexpected. He was only 41 years old. And uh, it was a great loss, great tragedy. But it's that sort of thing that reminds me that I should always be ready. I should always be prepared. I should never uh, become complacent that my life is going to um, have some continuity. Because it might not. I mean, I can make plans. You know, you plan for the best. Um, you hope for the best. You plan for the best. But at the same time, there's a, there's a certain amount of detachment 
that I think helps me get through everything. So, I hope this has been thoughtful. If anything, whether you agree with me or not, is not the point. The point is to think, to consider, to contemplate some of these things that I've talked about and shared with you. We made it. Time to turn to happier themes. One last thought before I go. February 26th is Ash Wednesday, a day when we are reminded you are dust and to dust you shall return. I encourage everyone to attend an Ash Wednesday service for I believe that as we contemplate our death, we learn to live better. The new music for these three episodes, part one, part two, and three on death, is called Night by Ikson. That's I-K-S-O-N. Ikson can be found on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. More information will be available in the program notes. My Life and Welcome to It is written and produced by me, Chris Jensen. Technical consultant is David Patterson of Drowning Man Productions. You can catch David on the podcast Wasting All the Time, where he, with two others, will entertain you with their improvisational comedy. Podcast art provided by Dave Edwards. You can follow Dave on Instagram at EvilDaveTM. Music for My Life and Welcome to It is from Happy Life by Fred G. That's capital F, capital R, capital E, capital D, capital J, capital I, Fred G. And is available on SoundCloud. More information can be found in the program notes. Thanks always to Anchor for providing free hosting. You can visit their website at anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. May you find that which your heart is seeking.